up though. Y'all already know what this is. Respect the worst. If you don't respect the best, top tier podcast. I am Ledge. Let's get right into this, man. King of the Dot. Town business wrapped up over the weekend. I definitely seen all of day one. Seen most of day two. Seen most of it on the playback. I had the pleasure of Sunday going to see Joe Budden podcast. He was in the city. He was in Detroit. And I uh, had a good time there. So I missed it live, but I watched most of it on the playback. Just here to give my quick recap. I did pretty good, man. I'm really good. I'm not just like picking these battles like, yeah, oh, they won. So I can be right on my predictions beforehand. It's really lined up the, that way. Like even when I tell you who I had winning, you can see why I had these people winning. Overall, solid event. You mean you're not going to get a stellar performance from everybody when you got these many battles on the card over a two-day span. You just hope for some some moments. And we had those. Some standout performances. We had those. You also had some duds. So I'm going to just go get, get right into the beginning. First matchup of day one was Active versus Oops. Uh, look, 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 look. I got Oops 2-1. I got him with the first and the third. His first was so short. It was, it was Tyrion Lannister short. Like maybe 59 seconds or something like that but it was much better than what active it active to me and i tweeted it out during the um battle he got a lot of wordplay with no end results like i which makes me think he's probably a better artist like a recording artist because like his wordplay is really good like i can tell he'd be around disaster and daylight with the word they tie in words string together words really well but that was about it and Oops had a nice third where he was like making this correlation between Nipsey being Iron Man and how your name active. <clears throat> but we need to see you more active in the streets like Nipsey, things like that. So I thought it was good. But if I can be honest, this shit was a store run battle. Y'all want anything back from the store? There's a box of Twinkies in that grocery store. Not just any box of Twinkies. The last box of Twinkies that anyone will enjoy. I mean, it just is what it is. That was a store run battle. Like, I'm not even going to... Like I could have been, I could have been chilling, but whatever. It is what it is. It came in and went. Next matchup: Mad Flex versus A Ward. I particularly felt this was going to be the battle of that night of day one, and you could argue that it was. Really dope battle. Mad Flex didn't come to play. I find it odd that a lot of people are not familiar with Mad Flex. Like, and maybe that's just me being too nerdy. Like I, like I don't even think you have to be a nerd to know who Mad Flex is. Like he's been on nice. He's been on big leagues. Like I'm, I don't know. It's just it was it was kind of like I, I watch everything. Y'all know me. I watch every media outlet platform. So when people kind of don't really know who Madflex is or, or are unfamiliar, it's a little weird to me. But that's neither here nor there. So Madflex went against A Ward. I thought if you really pay attention to the battle, these writers who are so good kind of out try to outsmart each other, and it's a really dope battle of the minds because if you look at how their rounds went as far as from once from the first to the third it was totally reversed from each other if you play if you pay close attention to the details because what i mean is when you look at mad flex first two rounds it was more joke based with punches here and there but as each round went he got more serious and that's when towards the end he came with this like real storytelling about his life compared to a wars and things he brought up to it was real serious well, if you look at A-Ward, it was totally reversed. It was a little more serious in the first two rounds. And I feel like he got 
midway in the second to the third, he got more into his comedy bag, his comedic bag. It was just, and I don't know if they prepared for each other like that, like knowing, like, okay, he usually takes off and, and gives you some, some funny shit around this, but it was just a total contrast in, contrast in writing as far as what they were going to save last, as far as being more comedic, funny, pandering to the crowd, and what will they do as far as being more serious and more bar-heavy. And I thought that that difference kind of what made this battle really dope to me. So um, after that, I can see it going 2-1 either way. 2-1 either way. I, I gave, I gave um, A Ward the battle. No, excuse me. I gave him the first round clearly to me. I wouldn't say clearly, but decisively. There's a nice margin for him to really get that round. Because like I said, Mad Flex was a little... He was feeling himself, you know, feeling himself, feeling the, the ring. You know how you get in the ring, you about to box, you're just testing your opponent with jabs a little bit. Just to see where, he, where, his, where his hand's at. That's what I feel like Mad Flex was doing. Where A-War kind of came out the gate. Like, yo, I'm, a, I'm that guy right now. So, And the third was clearly Mad Flex. Because he was way more serious rapping his ass off he can really rap rap like he can rap you know like how b-dot can rap how um lux can really rap like you can tell some people who can, who can battle rap and can also rap rap mathless can rap rap and um he was rapping and storytelling and still punching and just he was so good in that third and whereas a war was kind of like i said by that third he just called him old and how old he is it was like some of his jokes was good but most of it wasn't hidden for me personally so really to me it comes down to the second i kind of edged i think i edged mad flex if i really look at it if i really really look at them edge mad flex and that one dope battle though dope battle um now I, I can't it's hard for me to go in order i don't remember the order of the battles but i'm just gonna say uh maybe i guess it was either ill will versus pass let's just say that was it <laughs> but it might, it might not have been it might have been b magic versus ill mac Matter of fact, excuse me, let's get Illmac and um, B-Magic out of the way. Illmac 2-1, clearly. I gave B-Magic. B-Magic and Big K, and I know we're going to get to Big K later, they fooled me. They had me worried a little bit because I had them both losing. I remember I said B-Magic going to get 30, but after their first rounds, they had me believing. Like, oh, shit. They came to ball. Like, they came to ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how they had me, so. First round, B-Magic is cooking, man. Vintage. Back-to-back punching, flow. He's on rhythm. He's not... He's on a rhythm, but he's not rapping too fast where he's just trying to speed through it because he's scared of fucking up. He was in that perfect pace. And he was throwing some shit together, man. Mac Flips, of course, was in there. But he was just... He was really well-structured. Mac was dope, too. I just just think it took him a minute to build up, to get going. Um, By the second, once it was back on B-Magic... Stumbling, fumbling. Oh, I will say the crowd, the KOTD crowd, was, was very forgiving because they was trying to, they fuck with him. They were trying to help him get through his shit. He eventually got through it, but by then he lost a round because all Illmac has to do is really have enough, not even haymakers, just have enough punches to, to overtake him being flawed and being careless and underprepared. And he took that round clearly. And he had really dope material lines. He even, like, structured it knowing or going into it knowing that Magic may stumble and fumble. He had rebuttals ready, ready which is very underrated aspect of Illmac's game. Is his rebuttal ability and freestyle ability as well. So, by the third, by the third, B-Magic was just, 
It was just disappointing, man. He was out of it. He was out of it. And <laughs> Ilmac closed the show and just got him the fuck out of there really clear. Really clear, really clean. Washed his hands of, of, of the dirt, of the murder. And got him out of there. It was a clear, clean 2-1. Ilmac hasn't lost in like 800 years. So that's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, he he got to go to the URL. He, he going to have to go to the URL and face some killers, man. Or anywhere, just any league. He got to face them because nobody right now is on his level over there when he's on King of the Dot. He got he to gotta venture off. Um, yeah, that's how I'm going to leave it with that. Ill Will versus Pass, to me, it's a little bit superseded. A-Ward and Mad Flex and being bad all the night, so I was wrong there. This was a really, really dope exchange. Both MCs came to play. Both MCs had bars, jokes, angles. It had everything you wanted in a really dope battle. Pass was the hometown hero. He was repping. He made a few references here and there that got the crowd all that was already rooting for him on his side. First round out the gate gunning. It, uh, Ill Will came back funny. Talking shit, disrespectful, in his bag, in his element, close, close, close round. That was round one was the closest round to me. I feel like it will won the second. He caught, he came back with a hard rebuttal. With a hard rebuttal, it was dope. Um, yeah, he was just stuck to. The, it will got like these these roots where you know where he's going. Like you know it's gonna be uh, fucking your mom's. It's gonna be disrespectful. He's gonna be talking about that Yak Town shit, like that flavor, the, the type of shit he bring in his city where he rep. And it was just classic ill will, man. Like when he's in his bag, he's he's one of the best because he's so well rounded. He really is, and he's he's never uncomfortable. Like the and then what I like about him when he travels to different leagues, he never switches up. If you know you book ill will for ill will, he realizes that he never switches up. Cause this same material he used on King of the Dot, I could I could totally hear him using on RBE or URL or Bullpen or wherever the fuck he's at. That's why I like it a lot. Pass was just very very aggressive and on his head, very relentless, wouldn't let up. By the third round, he got into this whole scheme, excuse me, whole angle about um, Michigan or Pontiac in general. This well, no, it was more about Michigan. He was trying to say Detroit, but. I'm from Detroit. It was not from Detroit. It's from Pontiac. So he was trying to make this whole thing about Detroit taken from the Bay or whatever. And it worked. It, it won over the crowd. And it got him on his side. And then he started multiing with punches and speed. Speed flows and in and outs and shit like that. Oh, man. He was going crazy. It will fall back. It made it close. Back at the end of the day, Pass got that 2-1. And what was, I don't, I wouldn't say a classic, but a very, very, very dope battle with tons of replay value. Please go check it out. It's worth it. It is worth it. The last matchup on that card, because Geechee Gotti and Head Ice was moved to day two because Head Ice wasn't there yet. That was kind of foreshadowing what happened. I understand why he was a little reluctant to land. But, um, yeah, Big K versus Rum Nitty. I had Big K losing really clearly going into this battle. He she really almost shut me the fuck up completely with his first round. Rum Nitty always kind of, not always, but for the most part, he kind of starts out slow in the first. 
but even when he starts off slow, he still got gems in there. He still had dope shit. You don't want to just skip over his round to get to Big K's round or nothing like that. He was dope. It just wasn't the elite level nitty that we're accustomed to hearing from. And Big K took advantage of that with all the energy and the momentum and just being back on King of the Dot and just being comfortable in that setting with organic there against a top-tier opponent like Rum. He came with his best foot forward and clearly got the first. And I'm like, oh, shit. The dog's about to fuck around and beat Rum. Rum, bro, this is still Rum. Let me tell you about Rum in his second rounds. Rum's second rounds are so good, bro, that if you look at this second round and the second round versus uh, T-Top, you'll swear that he's like Tay Rock from 2012 and 13, where, where Tay Rock was like the second round phenom. He was lighting Big K-Ass up, man. I'm not even going to hold you. Rum clearly got that second. And Rum clearly got the third because not only was he just as dope as he was in the second, by that time, Big K had tapered off big time. He was more so pandering to the crowd with a lot of Oakland references. Like, he did this whole Oakland scheme, which is if you're from Oakland, you might give him the battle because of that. I'm not from there. I don't know who the fuck these people were. So, he so he spent a lot of time doing that. <clears throat> and then in the beginning, he was trying to break down why um, Rum Nitty's um, I'm coming down with something. You know that that line he said against Ill Will. The nose running. I'm coming down with something. He was trying to explain why that line wasn't that dope, and the crowd wasn't having it, and neither was I. I almost, I almost drop kicked my my fucking TV when he when he tried to break that down. And you know I'm a big fella, so I'm I'm exerting a lot of energy trying to get up and drop kick some shit. But that's just facts. Um, he lost that battle based off of that, and like I said. A long scheme pandering to the crowd with nothing much in it. Like, no, nothing punching, nothing heavy. So, 2-1 Rum. Battle was good. Wasn't phenomenal, but it was good. Rum second and third were great. Um, Big K first was very, very powerful. So, you never know. I might go back and watch it whenever it drops again. So, that was really much of the card for day one. That was the whole card for day one. Now, let's get into day two. So, with day two... With day two, I'm just gonna say this, man. Saint was fire. Saint was fire. I, I, I said I wasn't fond of him. Maybe two or three years ago, he's much improved. Got Gray Fox the fuck out of here. And Gray Fox is not bad to me. Gray Fox is real is pretty decent. I, like I said, I've seen a couple of his battles before. I don't know. The crowd wasn't rock with some of the stuff that I thought he was saying that was nice. The crowd just wasn't feeling it. And that's more. I think that's more about his stage presence and his performance than the actual bars. That's neither here nor there. Saint had everything. He had the bars. He had, he had doubles, multis, triple entendres at times. He was in his bag. He was in rare form. He knew this was a big event, and he took advantage of it. And that's what you want to see. You want to see young up-and-comers take these shots when they get granted these you know special moments to be on a big stage. And he took advantage of it, man. Saint 3-0. Not even going to hold you. 30. Bonnie Godiva versus RX, RX 30. There's nothing to, listen, there's nothing to talk about. Bonnie might, Bonnie might have to just retire. Because I talked to RX on Norbs at All podcast. Um, check it out on guest appearances. Look like if you're on YouTube, just go to my page on the guest appearances. Um, I got three up. I was a part of Queens of Battle Rap, Norbs at All podcast, and DME Detroit. 
uh, on Norb's All Podcast. He let me come on and talk to our ex, and I asked her, don't you feel this kind of a mirror match? And she agreed. She said, yeah, like, it, we are very similar, but there's things that I can do. There's things that I, I can do better that I have time to do. Bonnie has had years to improve on the things she needs to work on and hasn't done it yet. I thought that was so accurate and so true, and we see it in this battle, just like we've seen in the battle with QB. She just hasn't improved. She does the same shit. Her projection is bad. Her delivery is poor. And if her bars aren't out of this world crazy, then she's just average lyrically as well. Whereas RX has stepped up her performance, her vocal projection. She seems more comfortable, and she's just a really good writer. And really good lyricist. And she just really just outperformed her. Outclassed her. She came across more like the vet. Bonnie looked nervous. You know she she kept looking over to. Uh, King of the Dot staff. You know trying to see. Get a feel of what they thought was a hotline. She just. I don't know. She just needs to take time off. And get it together. RX with a 30. Two, two 30's in my opinion. Off the rip. Frack versus XL. Probably the best underrated battle of the whole card. I didn't have high expectations of this because I didn't have high expectations of Frack. It's just his voice. He sounds like the vintage grind time rappers where you couldn't tell them all apart because they all had that same nasally sound. Whether it be him or Ron or somebody like that. Like they all had that sound. And they all used multis. And they all just sound the same. So he just kind of turned me off from him. But in this battle, although his, you know, he can't change his voice, obviously. He was really good in this battle. I, I got to give it to him. First and second rounds, particularly. Uh, yeah, particularly. Like, they were, he was really, really good. Really strong. XL was just XL. Didn't change up for shit. Was well-rounded. Lyrically, he's just so clean. Clean lyricist, bro. Clean lyricist. And what I like about it, he dug into different aspects. You know, of course he went with the white boy angle, but he didn't harp on it too much where it was more of a preachy vibe. It was just like, yo, you ain't built like that. You ain't from where I'm from. Boom, in and out, and then hit him with bars. Because he even said in his third round, like, they ain't come to hear all that. They can't hear me rap. You feel what I'm saying? And I like that. I like that he kind of touched on it, but not too much to where it became like B-Dot versus Mike P or some shit. Like, it was just... A quick one-two. All three rounds from both of them were dope. That's why people love this battle. It was because it was really dope all three rounds. I gotta give Frack respect. I like how he was very respectful. I like how XL was very respectful. Cause you know in these battles when it's like a, a, a white guy against a black guy, a black guy like we kind of like they like to show their dominance and be all in your face and try to bully. Think Calico versus Pat Stay. You know it, it got it. It wasn't that he was Excel wasn't on that type of time. He showed him that he can just outthink him and outwit him and outcraft, even hit him with some rebuttals. So he just showed him like, no, I ain't about to do all that bully shit. I'm just about to skillfully beat you. And I think he did that. Excel with a two one win. I wanna say maybe I wanna say maybe second and third. Second and third, I'll get fracked first. But yeah, I, I think that was a dope battle. Really dope battle. Um, I didn't see the other battles like Caustic versus uh, Thesaurus. Didn't see that one. So if you want to break down that, I apologize. I'm getting right into the main event. 
Danny Myers versus Disaster. Another candidate for battle of the year. Hands down. Might be the front runner. <laughs> and that's crazy because that means Danny got two got two potential battle of the years when you look at think about it. Think about it. Think about it. He had a fire battle versus Bankhead earlier this year, too. And any other year, that would be like a really good contender, too. But that's like an afterthought after what he did versus Mac Myron. And now this battle, the intensity was there, and it was at an all-time high. I loved it. He came out. His first line was, uh, what do you say? Why the fuck when you put me in your movie or some shit? And the crowd went crazy. Diz, they got a chuckle out of that. This motherfucker unzipped his jacket. You know, the crowd go crazy when you take off clothing for whatever reason. And uh, he just started barring his ass up, man. Barring his ass up. Like, you know me. I'm sorry. I don't give away lines. The be- Like, there's a few people that I would, I would say, if you want to hear lines uh, given away and said and done correctly... Obviously, Champion is a platform, but they usually wait until the battle drops. But if you want, like, recaps that actually have, like, a couple lines here and there, Showtime SP, Vodafly, they really do a good job of that. Like, actually saying lines here and there, and they say it correctly. They don't butcher it like some other places kind of butcher the lines. So go to them. Go to them. I'm, I can just give you the vibe of, of how each round went without giving away anything. So he came out very strong. Bars, a few personals, but it wasn't too personal yet. It was just crafting shit to kind of give him... Uh, he was kind of foreshadowing some things that he's going to get into later. But it was a lot of punching, a lot of internal rhyming, and just a lot of hard-hitting shit that even Diz had to acknowledge was fire. Strong first from Danny. Diz goes. Diz starts cooking a little bit midway. Gets revved up, takes his shit off, and he is just going 100 miles per hour. But he's not doing what I what people tend to say that he does a lot of filler within his multis. No, he was weaving shit together that all meant something. So it wasn't a wasted bar in there. And he was going so hard at Danny, bro, as far as about his... If I can just give you a totality of how the battle and the rounds went, like... They both built, led up to something. Danny's was more along the lines of, you was holding, like, you tre- you treated me like shit on my ascension up. And when you was away, I was the one building this shit back up. When you dropped the ball versus Tay Rock, he brought that up. About how Danny used to look, he used to try to show love to Diz and do, like, shows and events for him. And Diz didn't pay him. He brought, it was very personal, very intense. Diz on the, on the other side. Talking about how you're devaluing yourself and in turn you're devaluing the whole West Coast movement when you're taking battle after battle for crumbs and also that you can't claim to be the king when you weren't even around when shit was going when shit was being built. You were nowhere to be around. He brung up. He went all the way back to the Rap Olympics, which I love. He went to Rap Olympics, Scribble Jam, the early stage of ground time where Danny wasn't involved in any of it. 
And then he did this parallel. Oh, Danny's parallel universe shit was so fucking tough. Oh, the parallel universe shit was tough. That was golden, bro. That was golden. I ain't gonna say it's his best one or one of his best, but it was so dope. You gotta hear it. Oh man, that was crazy. And then <laughs> Diz plays on that and scientifically breaks down why what his parallel universe really means and contrasts it and brings it to brings him into his universe and tells him the the reality of his situation. That was just genius. Genius writing, counter writing. This was a classic match. Off first watch, I gave it to Danny slightly. I think I slightly gave it to Danny. I think I gave him the first. I think I gave him the first and the second. I might have. I might give him the first and the second. I think he clearly got. I feel like he clearly got the first. Not clearly. I feel like he, I, I can comfortably, confidently say. I'm sticking with him in the first. And I'm sticking with Diz in the third. So it may come down to the second. But off the, just off first watch, I believe I gave Danny the second. Because Diz was, no, Diz was fired each round. It's just, he had a few drop spots in that second, if I can, if I can recall. Yeah, just, just a few. Just a few. But overall, the firepower in this so many quotables, man. Like I said, I don't give away bars. Tune in, watch it, King of the Dot. She was a fire card, man. When I really break, when I really look at it, when you think about A Ward and Mad Flex was dope. Ill versus Pass was dope. Frack versus XL was dope. Um, I feel like there's another one. Oh, Geechee and Head Geechee thirty Head Ice. I don't even want to. We ain't got to talk about that battle. That's the battle I forgot. Geechee 30 head ice. I, we all seem to come in by head ice. Um, <laughs> just like that. Geechee is in contention for champion of the year to hold on to his crown. That's about it. So, yeah. It's about four four or five really dope battles on here, man. I, I, like, I still think K and Nitty is really dope. I still think that's a dope battle. But this is hands down the best battle of the whole card. Diz versus Danny. Man, oh man, I can't wait to watch this battle again. I might have a different opinion. And that's the beauty of, of a really dope car. So shout out to our organic gully. I seen Lush in the building. Shout out to him. Yeah, man. And that's my whole take on it. Hope you all you guys enjoyed this quick just recap of what I thought. Hopefully the next car, KOD uh KOTD can build off of this momentum. This is why I worry about when uh leagues have dope cars. They follow it up with some bullshit. No slight to RBE, but come on, man. After that great math and hollow card, y'all came with blood, sweat, and tears and had math going against heavy half. You know what I'm saying? So I need to see consistency, consistency. You guys got it in y'all to do something dope, all right? So I appreciate it, everybody. And with that being said, keep a battle rap. Love. <laughs>